when do you know that you are maybe ready to try and get into a prop firm or try and get fun? So guys, welcome to another episode of Trader Over Shoulder. Um, today I'm with Sal, the general manager here at the Fivers. Um, Mickey's not with us today, so I've got... Where, where's him, by yeah, the way? Where, where is Mickey? I wonder why Mickey didn't want to come and do the podcast today. No. Anyways, thanks for having me yeah, on board. Fantastic. So today we're going to actually talk about something a little bit different. We're going to actually talk about prop firms <clears throat> and prop firms, um, the whole industry around trading in a prop firm, because Sal has had a lot of uh, experiences managing a prop firm, but also being a part of one for a guy in the US, wasn't it? What's the guy's name in yeah. the US? The Avery Fund? I don't know, we should yeah. disclose names and all that okay, stuff. Okay, maybe we're, we're, yeah, we're we'll any names. Yeah, but um, traded but for. He's traded for people over in the, in the US and now is obviously the, the manager in the Fivers. So let's get started, let's talk yeah, about let's it. Yeah, let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> so what, first of all, look, let's go into what is what's, a, what's proprietary, a, prop yeah, a prop yeah. firm, a proprietary trading firm. So we, we need to do a, 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 a remark here, an declaration, because what today is conceived as a prop firm or an online prop firm very is not different. related and it's very different to what traditional prop firms used to be. So traditional prop firms, you would go to a fiscal space, mm -hmm. you would rent out a, a desk and you, you could you know, deposit some of your own money in order to get access to the um, funds mm -hmm. of the proprietary firm. And then you would trade and you would keep a certain percentage of the profits mm -hmm. you would make. Uh, sometimes you would have a salary on top of that or something like that. Um, but that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah. Okay, we're talking about the, you know, the uh, an industry and the ship that has been around around I don't know five or six years. Mm -hmm. We started, um, you know, the fiber started at uh, you know 20, 2016. So yeah. that's kind of the beginning of this era. Okay. Yeah, it's quite an interesting shift as well. Like everything is going to, you know, from being physically in places now everybody is at home, and that happened earlier on with uh, with prop, which was actually uh, it's quite interesting way. But um, we'll talk about that now. So okay. the way that it all changed, obviously, the fivers and what a lot of these prop firm does. So you have challenges, and people take these challenges in order to get access to the company's funds and then they can trade on funded account that's basically yeah there's not always a challenge uh, okay. per se but you need to somehow show the prop firm your skills mm -hmm. and what you, what you're capable of doing before they commit money real money for you to trade yep. okay so um so in some you know in some prop firms there, there's a challenge in other ones there isn't any challenge you just start trading live but of course you commit a certain deposit okay mm -hmm. you, you, a certain amount of money and the idea is you from your own home you don't have to get to any physical building office whatever you start trading the the prop firm uh, funds accounts and as you show them your skills and your performance and you get better and better um you get to larger and larger trading mm -hmm. accounts yeah that's the idea you think it's <clears throat> better now the way that it is now so then back in let's say the early I don't know, 2010 and things like that when everybody was physically had a, yeah. a physical place where they went and they had other trainers and they had other people trading in a physical place 
Do you think it's better now or? Yeah, I think there's a lot of advantages of the online prop firm industry. Yeah. Um, uh, certainly, the fact that you don't have to go to a physical space to work, so you can be, I don't know, in Indonesia or in Australia I or, <laughs> or you know, in Mexico, whatever, and you can trade from your home. You don't have to leave close to the to the office or to the building. So. Oh. It, it, it is also an advantage for the prop firm since you can reach to traders from all over the world and find the best talents out there. Mm -hmm. And from the trader perspective, um, you know, the, the traditional prop firms were much more strict than the online prop firms today are. So they were more limited in the amount of you know, traders could, that could bring over. So they were more strict in, the, you know, the, in their tests and their exams and, and the deposit were more, much higher than the deposits we were requested today. So I think that's you know, it's a good shift for the industry, mm -hmm. both for the prop firms and both and the, and the, and the traders. Yeah, especially if, if you're somebody who's from places like Indonesia or all over Asia, when, when you're trading an account in US dollars and you're making 30, 40 grand, for them, it's well, for many people, that's actually a lot of money. But for somebody, especially living in Thailand, making that kind of money is life changing. For sure. Full on life yeah, we, we have many traders from Thailand, from India, from you know, South America, and a, a lot of countries where the dollar is a very strong currency against mm -hmm. their currencies. And they're making you know, five, six figures withdrawals and profits, and yeah. they're having a very nice living out of, out of that. Maybe I'll join. Maybe I'll go into Thailand and uh, yeah. trade from Thailand. That'd be, that'd be interesting. From, from the beach. From and the beach. You get yeah. a very nice salary. Yeah, it's like those YouTube videos. You know, you see the guy on the beach making millions of dollars. For that's, sure. That's how For it is. sure. What is the? How do you know you're right, right in your trading for a prop firm? Because everybody goes through this kind of learning experience when they first discover trading. If that's FX, if that's equities or if that's crypto, many different people, but they start really in the same journey about learning and learning how everything works, technical analysis, fundamental analysis. When do you know that you are maybe ready to try and get into a prop firm or try and get funded? From a so I think it's not a, a matter of time, probably, okay. but you do want to be confident enough in your strategy before, before you go and try out a prop firm. Because mm -hmm. You know, preference, of course, there's a business interest in their side. So they really want to make sure you are committing, you know, in our, in our side, you want to make sure if you're going to be granting someone, a, I don't know, a, a half a million dollar amount, mm -hmm. account, you want to make sure the trader is, you know, can manage that. So yeah. when, when traders are just starting out their, their, their careers, they will face a lot of, you know, emotional challenges and psychology, you know, mental challenges and um, risk management challenges as the markets are always changing. So you wanna make sure you are confident enough, enough and you have you know, tried your strategy all across the you know, market characters and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and you know, start building an account and adapting your mental um, uh, management mm -hmm. to larger and larger accounts. Mm -hmm. Because if you are not confident enough and you, you're just trying and you're gonna go ahead and Start trading for a prop firm, most gonna blow it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I would say that's that's one of the. Um, it's not a disadvantage for trading with a prop firm, but it's one of the major challenges mm -hmm. from the trader point of view. 
uh, at some point they, they feel they're not trading their own money, okay? They're risk-free, okay? They're, they're trading someone else money and they will never, you know, the problem will never um, ask the trader to pay for losses he commits. Mm -hmm. So a, a lot of traders, they don't have the discipline mm. of managing the, the problem account as it was their own, okay? They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't see it for the, for the long run, mm. for the long-term career. So they just, um, as, as soon as they have made some profits and they have made back their deposit or whatever they, it is, they, they, start, they start trading more irresponsibly. Mm -hmm. Irresponsibly. 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 And, they don't, and they end up losing their accounts and blowing, blowing their accounts, which is a hard hit for the prop firm, of course, but it's also a hard hit for the trader because they just experience success, mm -hmm. okay? And they start trading with overconfidence and... It's a big one, the uh, overconfidence. Yeah, the overconfidence, and they, they start trading very, very greedy, and, and they just want to make money fast instead of thinking, okay, where, where's my next, very next opportunity to make money and sustain the account and, you know, have a, build a career out of trading. Okay? Mm -hmm. that, that's the idea. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the challenges when trading for a prop firm or someone else's account. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's very different kind of mindset shift when you're trading on your own account and you've got your own risk management, you've got your own strategy, and you've got all. Then to go into uh, a kind of infrastructure where you have these risk parameters that you have to keep, not getting into a certain amount of drawdown, right. or there's a lot of different there's a lot of diff, different companies with different risk parameters, but then it kind of makes you. Be disciplined, Correct. even though um, maybe you're a little bit more flexible in your own personal account, which is definitely a mind shift for a lot of people. But I think, especially with the, the, some of the people that I know of, the overconfidence once they're funded is probably the biggest killer with traders that have just got funded because they've just done the whole evaluation or their whole challenge and they've just shown that they've got the ability to trade. Their strategy is working or what they're doing is working. And then that overconfidence is just, I'm going to double my exposure. And then they get Correct. wiped out straight yeah. away. So, yeah. So let, let me tell you, before I was doing uh, more managing here at the, at the Fibers, um, back in time, I, I used to talk to a lot of traders in one-on-one meetings. Mm -hmm. And, you know, after talking to hundreds of traders, I did a, a little, you know, research of, of my own notes I, I, I used to, I used to, 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 to take. And overconfidence, you know, overtraining and overleveraging the account was the, the two more, the, the two major challenges that were, you know, traders were facing. And what was interesting is that they starting with that, um, with that kind of trading after completing the, the evaluation, okay, or their first account or, or, or going into a larger account. And I, I think it's related to that, okay? They, mm -hmm. you, 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 you experience success, mm -hmm. you get Overconfident, so you think you can do whatever take you want, wall, take yeah. on the wall, your next trade is going to be the winner, the one and only, and they end up over leveraging, over trading, and eventually losing their, their accounts. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's a major it's a major challenge. Traders need to, what to would, manage. What were the kind of things, because you're a senior portfolio analyst and you helped hundreds and hundreds of traders, what were the other things that you noticed with the successful traders that made them successful um, when they're trading for yeah. prop firms? So, you know, they, it, 
part of that of uh, you know part of that um, of that uh, role I had, I also did a research on what the highest funded traders mm -hmm. had in common, and you know. It's what it's this, the things the you simple things, yeah, the simple things you always hear you should be doing, but they actually go and do it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they would have a journal. They mm -hmm. would journalize everything. They would journal and record their winning trades mm -hmm. and their losing trades, and they would they would you know learn from those losing experience. Uh, they would follow a trading plan. I know it's very easy to say it and have a trading plan and uh, write down things and your strategy and know when to get in, when to not get in. Um, all, another fact that was interesting, those traders were holding trades longer than average. So 80% mm. 80, 80 of the traders are intraday traders, yep. scalpers, intraday traders. And many of the, you know, of the ones who make it for the long run, they were holding trades for longer hours, even days. Mm. So they were looking for you know, long-term setups, um, high risk reward, you know, all the numbers there in place. So that was interesting, just being in front of the charts, and if you go to the one-minute chart or the five-minute chart, you get a lot of false signals, yeah, a, 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 lot of, a lot of choppy, <laughs> a lot of you know, erratic movements in yeah. the market. So if you go to larger time frames and you understand this, you need to be more selective with the trades you, you, you take, you get to, you know, to better results. Even if you don't, you, know, you, don't, you don't feel that you're active and the adrenaline is not there, mm -hmm. you make trading more boring, but you get to better results. But also the bigger traders, the ones the institution no traders, they're not looking at five minute, one minute time frames. No, they they, they can't because with their size, you know, if they're trying to get in orders, you're not gonna get you're not gonna get entered into the market or executed with that much size on Correct. a one minute chart. So they're also looking at the larger time frames and they're getting in those proper the, the the support, the resistance or the supply demands right at the, the best zones. Correct. And I feel like a lot of the most successful traders that we see kind of follow that kind of way of, of trading as well. And I've been trading a little bit, playing around with the one minute and the five minute, and I got chopped up <laughs> so badly. It's, and it, it, it's not actually a good thing I'm gonna say, but it was, it, was, it was a fun, you know, trading on the one minute, five minute, always in a trade, and it's, it is really, uh, it's really exciting and really fun. But that's not necessarily the good thing about trading. For sure. The best trading is actually they're kind of mundane, dull trading where you've got your system, you know it off by heart, you get in into a trade and then you leave it and yeah. that, that's it. Yeah, and also if, you, if you're just scalping the one minute chart, commissions might eat all, up all your, all your profits. Yeah. Okay, so going to larger time frames, the, I understand why traders don't go to larger time frames because um, many prop firms, they limit you in time okay, mm -hmm. for passing the, 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 the challenge or the evaluation or whatever. It's not the, 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 the case in our, in our programs, but Many of other companies, they do request a certain amount of time to, to get certain parameters. So if you're trading over the daily charts, you may don't have enough opportunities to make it on time. Yeah. Um, but if you want to make consistent, and, or, or maybe once you pass that, that first stage or, or whatever, and you don't have more time pressure, mm -hmm. do consider going to larger time frames and taking yeah. you know, uh, long-term opportunities. And mm -hmm. you know, let, let your, tra your trades run. Mm -hmm. And you can keep your same technique of you know splitting your your entries and and scaling in you know we we had a um, a talk about it with with Michael we sp who spoke about scaling in and scaling out of the trades you can mm -hmm. still do that only in lar larger time frames it's actually something that i took from you actually is scaling in and scaling out of trades um, and i 
I found that actually really helped me as well because I can never, so, you know, sometimes you're going to get the trade where you get in right at the point and it's fantastic, but the majority of the time it's just not going to happen. Correct. Breaking that, finding your position size, breaking that trade up, um, and eventually you get your whole exposure in, but you've got got it in the right areas. Correct. You know, you got it in a nice area, and then yeah, ideally in the best price possible, <coughs> which is the way also institutional traders trade. You know, they yeah, they as never you kind of put full clip no, in just no, no. one uh, one place and let it. Yeah. Correct, correct. Mm. So, yeah, so, so so that that would be um, also something I noticed on a, on the higher traders on the higher you know funding level. Traders, they, they do that. They wait for longer. and they, they manage position more than little scalps. Mm -hmm. With your journey, when you first became, when you first got into trading, you first started learning and you actually went to trade in a pop, how was that for you, for, for your perspective as a new trader and trading for the prop firm for over in the US? Look, for me, it was like a dream. Because if you look at the alternatives, okay, where do I get money for trading? So I need to, you know, take a loan probably from, from a bank or something like that. Risky stuff. Yeah, I need to get investors, but I need a track record maybe for, you know, one year to show them I'm, what I'm capable of. <clears throat> but if you have investors, that's <clears throat> a lot of pressure. And that's a lot of stress. And I've done that. You know, and knowing there's, there's a board or, or investors, they want their ROI, that's very, very stressful. Um, or you can go to, I don't know, friends and family to bring some money. I think that would be even worse though, going to friends and family, like you'd be, I'd be so worried that I would let my friends and family down, that I'd lose their money, yeah. that can destroy relationships it as a lot well of, if it's it, a lot of money is, on the table. It is a lot of stress. Um, and suddenly you have this company willing to risk their, their money mm. with you as long as you show them, you know, you're good, you're, enough. You're good enough. So for me, it took me two years to get into consistency. Okay? Mm -hmm. That was a long period. I was student back in time. So it took me a long. And then I started making money. And uh, it was like a dream because also suddenly I was keeping, you know, 60% of the profits mm -hmm. uh, and not 20% like in the, in the traditional profit industry. You, know, you manage larger accounts, but you mm -hmm. keep a, 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 um, a smaller percent of the, of the profits. And here I am. You know, manage, managing, I don't know, $10,000, which yeah. is not a lot back in time, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, today, I manage, you know, yeah, we can manage more, more. Much more than that. But mm -hmm. it was uh, a 10K account. Uh, I was keeping 60% of the profits. Soon enough, I was managing $20,000. Mm -hmm. Soon enough, I was managing $30,000 and so on. Um, so, so it was like a dream. But of course, I needed to understand the risk they were telling me. Because w when you study trading, you have the 1% rule or 2% rule or whatever mm -hmm. that was, okay? You shouldn't be risking more than a certain percent of your, account. of your account in a single trade. But if you do that in your own account, okay, you lose that, nothing happens, okay? But if you risk more than that in their accounts, in the prop firm account, you mm -hmm. might... Blow it. Yeah, they, they might cut your trade, okay? Mm -hmm. They might be... Um, they used to close our trades if you were risking more than that. Or if you were risking more than 5% on a day, they will they shut down your account for the day. Would you, would you have like a daily risk that you would have? Yeah, so it, it was like, a five, it <coughs> was 5%. Ah, 5% was the total risk you could have in a, on that day, on, on a, the account? On a, on a day, yeah. And they, they would, they would, um, they would you know, close your account for a day, I believe, mm -hmm. and then you would be able to go back mm -hmm. and trading for the next day. But that, th those are some parameters you don't have on your account, which, you know, I, I believe it's good because yeah. once, you, once you lose 5% on a day, 
you're very emotional yeah. and you're, you know, you're, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to go for revenge, revenge trading, trading. Yeah. and you know, we, we all know where that leads. Yeah. Okay, so it's good to have those parameters in place. You just need to have them, you know, present once you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're trading. Mm -hmm. they, would, they would limit your lot size, your leverage, okay? Mm -hmm. So you cannot go ahead and, and make, a, I don't know, uh, one to 300 leverage account uh, trade, okay? There's, it wouldn't exist. So you need to you need to rely on your progress, okay? On a series of traders uh, of trades, you know, being profitable and not only one trade to make a lot of money, mm -hmm. which is something you could do on your own account, but it, mm -hmm. you couldn't do it for the for the platform. Mm -hmm. Which again, you're building the skill, mm -hmm. okay? You're building the progress. You're not relying on a single trade. You know, mm -hmm. if you if you think of sports, there will be you know the um, I don't know tennis or or or, or baseball, okay? Mm -hmm. So there will be some home runs, mm -hmm. but, but, but teams uh, win plays based on singles, mm -hmm. not in home runs, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's what you need to, that, that's the way you need to think of, of trading. You need a lot of singles, you need to, to a lot of points, and then of course you will, you will have your home run, okay? That will make you a nice profit, but mm -hmm. you shouldn't be relying on that. I think it hones the skill in trading as well. When you've got those parameters that you have to stick by, all of that risk that you have to stick by the guidelines, it should transfer into your trading, into your personal account, really. Yeah. And we've got a lot of traders. I know one trader specifically, all of the money that he's getting from the prop firm is going straight into his personal account and he's still trading his personal account mm. and growing that at the same time, which is fantastic if you yes. can take out everything that you're learning from a prop firm and put that into your trading for everything you're just making you a better trader yeah. each time but i feel if you get into that mentality of i just want to make a lot of money really quickly it's just boom and bust all the time right. yeah um, and you get very emotional you need to yeah you need to be able to to bring your emotions to ask you know you don't get very happy when you win and you don't get very upset when you lose, okay? Mm -hmm. You're kind of, you know, flat, emotionally mm -hmm. flat. As, mm -hmm. And that's, you know, something you build with discipline. Yeah. Was there anything when you first started that was hard for you trading? Because it took you two years, which to be fair is probably like roughly the average to, to get profitable, probably even a little bit faster than most people, two years to get pro proper, proper profitable. No, you think is that people get I, I think it's, two years is about average. Yeah, I think it's fast. No, um, I think it's, uh, it's average. Yeah. So, we, what were the the kind of troubles or the kind of blind spots or the things that you had when you first went to start trading in the prop firm? Let me tell you, it's and, and this is not related to the prop firm, but I think it's as you learn, you suddenly understand how much you don't understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because. So, sometimes you, you know I was you know I was trying a lot of strategies, you know crossing MAs and cat, a lot of tried Bollinger bands and that, that's thing. And I, I wouldn't understand why sometimes my strategy works out and why it sometimes it doesn't work out. Mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm looking at the same market, same time frame, same asset. Sometimes it works, some doesn't work. Same day of the week. So I was blind, okay, but I didn't know. I don't know what what I was missing. So. Suddenly you go deeper and you go deeper and you go into more sophisticated um, topics and, and territory and you, you start understanding, you know, market behavior, supply and demand, mm -hmm. all, the, all, all, all that kind of things. And you get better and better. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I guess if you, you know, all the resources you have in YouTube 
today, I didn't have them, okay, back then, okay? The, you know, all the, all the webinars we offer for free for our traders, all the, there wasn't. So I guess today that you have access to those resources and to those videos and to that content would make it easier for traders to, to learn those concepts Do you faster. reckon, though, they can, there's so much out there, though, that it can hinder your yeah. progression as well? Because there's just a lot of tons. noise. There's yeah. tons of noise and tons of educators. There's tons of people saying this works and this don't work. And yeah. that's a hard thing as well that people have today. That I agree. Maybe, maybe I was lucky enough to, to get into a company that they used to train you. Mm -hmm. Okay, they train you before they, they fund you. So... Mm -hmm. You, you understand you're in good hands because they want you to be able to manage money mm -hmm. because they're going to compete their, their money with you. So um, today I recognize the online pro firm, they don't mix the education with the, with the funding. Okay, mm -hmm. so, so... And why is that? I don't know. They just don't go into the educational business. Mm -hmm. uh, they just, they're Stick very focused on the, uh, with the funding. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and I guess there's some... You know, business advantages on that because you don't want everyone to see at the same chart, the same strategy. You know, you yeah, want you want to have you, you want to have your risk spread it out across many traders with different strategies, different time frames, different assets. So you don't want every of your, every one of your traders looking at the same thing, the same strategy. So I think that might be that might be the the, the idea of that. Although um, on our our companies, we do have a lot of emphasis on risk management and psychology, mm -hmm. which is something everyone should be providing, yeah. I guess. I think, I think we spoke about it in, in the other episodes of the podcast for psychology and strategy and risk management. Guys, check it out. But the strategies are simple once you write them down and Mickey is all about writing them down in a journal and make sure you've got those out in front of you. But it's the psychology, the thing that, that bites people. It's yeah. the overtrading or it's the overconfidence or it's the, the revenge trading or it's those things that are always trying to let a trade, let a trade run because you, you think it's going to make more money. Yeah. Those are the things that, that blow the accounts. Correct. Through prop firms, through prop firm risk management, you can attend some of those challenges yeah. because you know, the, the, the overtrading and uh, the revenge trading, that's the symptom, no? Mm -hmm. That's the end of the, mm -hmm. of the problem. Yeah. So we need, to, uh, we need to attack the root, which is the wrong risk management or, or wrong discipline. So if we have those rules in place, okay, you will not be able to risk more than certain amount of leverage. You will not be able to, uh, to risk more than seven amount of percentage per day. So if you, you know, you, you cut those before they trigger you in you, the revenge trader, the, 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 um, the, over, the over trading. So through risk management, we try to help traders with their psychology, mm -hmm. if you know what I mean. Do you reckon all of these <clears throat> psychological aspects or things happen because you're risking, people risking too much on their trades? For sure, yeah. That, and, and we spoke about the $1 analogy. You know, okay. if you were risking $1 per trade, yeah. you would go to sleep, okay? Yeah. You, you wouldn't feel that need to, I need to make that dollar back because that's missing, mm -hmm. okay? The, the thing is, you break the rule, you risk more than you know you should, you should risk, and then you feel the need, you're triggering you the need to make to that money back. back, okay? And I experienced that, you experienced that, we all experienced that. So the idea of the strict rules in prop firms is to 
don't allow traders to get to that point, okay? Mm -hmm. To cut them before they get triggered with yeah. that psychology yeah. issue or whatever it is. What's the <clears throat> right way of going about now passing or getting into a prop firm? If you were like totally new, you're new into this industry, you don't know about prop firms, you've just seen it on YouTube, what would be the, the, the right thing or the tips that you'd give to, to somebody? New? Okay, so first, okay, there, there are a couple of things to be noted here. So first, make sure the prop firm um, offers the asset you're trading. Okay, there are prop firms for Forex, there are prop firms for futures, there are prop firms for, there are prop firms for, for stocks. So make sure they offer whatever you, you need. And then, um, Look at the fine print, okay? If there, is there a time limit there, mm -hmm. okay? Is there a monthly fee? Is there a one-time fee? Is there, you know, how much is going to cost you? Because if there's a time limit in there, um, probably you won't make it in the first time, okay? Statistics state mm -hmm. traders don't pass their challenges in, the, in their first attempt. Mm -hmm. So consider you're going to try, you know, the challenge or the evaluation two times, three times. So mm -hmm. how much is going to cost you? If it's a monthly fee, mm -hmm. how many months are you, you, you're going to pay? So what's the budget? to get into the, into the prop firm. And once you start, focus on long-term, okay? That's, that's, a, that's the whole idea. Follow your strategy within the risk parameters of the prop firm and forget about, about, about the home runs, okay? The home runs will be there sometimes, mm -hmm. but you should not be relying on that. I think the, the prop firm industry has been as, you know, so, um, um, accessible mm -hmm. that traders don't manage them professionally. Okay, mm -hmm. you know many you know beginners, rookie traders, um, they're just boom you know, bust. Yeah, they, they don't they don't take it seriously enough. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is a great opportunity. I think you know traders can start living out of prop firms. Mm -hmm. Okay, trading managing someone else's account. So take it seriously. Mm -hmm. Focus on the long run. So, Select, be selective with your with your trades. If there are resources available within the prop firm, I believe they're for your best interest. Mm -hmm. So use them, take advantage, and um, yeah, that would that would be that would be it. Mm -hmm. One take I want to ask you, just I know it's a little bit off topic, but we always talk about leverage and stuff like that. What's the kind of myths with with leverage and why leverage is good and why leverage may be bad? Because I know a lot of people. <clears throat> Including myself, when I first got into trading, I was leveraged to the to the max. You know, in crypto, you've got one to one hundred and, and yeah. stuff like that. Crazy leverage. We don't believe in a lot of leverage, and that's kind of instilled in me from you guys. But why uh, why don't we believe in 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 having too much leverage? Um, yeah. So leverage got very very. Um, popular mm -hmm. with a lot of unregulated brokers mm -hmm. and that started you know offering that kind of leverage saying you know with a small amount of money high leverage you could make a lot of money okay. in reality we know you know first i don't i don't believe traders are using the amount of leverage they're given mm -hmm. okay you know sometimes you know there's some comparison about traders that you should not trade for a prop firm, you should trade your own account using a one to 500 leverage. You would get mm -hmm. the same results, which is not true, okay? Because yeah. if, you're, if you're really using a one to 500 leverage, in a matter of 10 points, you're gone. You're gone, you blew, you, you blew, you blew your account. So it, leverage is like speeding a car, 
okay? Mm. You, you really want to, you know, keep it calm, okay? Mm. You use the, the, the right amount of leverage because if you have an accident at, you know, 200 miles per hour, mm -hmm. you're gone, okay? But if you have an accident, a little crush when you're 10 miles mm -hmm. an hour, you have another day mm -hmm. to, to drive, okay? Yeah. So you have another day to, to leave mm -hmm. and, to, and to trade. So, so that's the idea behind leverage. So we, um, we believe in low leverage, low risk trading for the long run and no high leverage for the short run. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the, that would be the, the analogy. Okay, so buying power in stocks, leverage in you know all the rest of the assets. So mm -hmm. that, that that would be use the use the leverage you need. Okay, if you need to risk half percent for your account in a certain in a certain trade, so use the leverage you need for that that trade. Don't use more than that. Mm -hmm. What do you reckon is a lot of a high amount of leverage and low low amounts of leverage? I think one to one to one hundred. I think we can agree is like way too high. Yeah, even you know, even um, uh, regulations today they're they're cutting that. Okay, mm -hmm. so I believe in Europe you can get up to fifty. Mm -hmm. um, if I'm not wrong, in UK one to thirty. Well, I don't know futures for the UK now, unless you're regular, unless you're certified. Uh, I don't know what what they call it over in the UK, but I think. Only one to three or four. Yeah, four that, times I, I guess that would be for US and Europe for 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 stocks. That would be one to four, something yeah. like that. That's plenty. That's enough. Okay, you, you yeah. don't need more than that. You know, if you, if you're going to to use the the full one to thirty, you know, we spoke. We have a, an episode about the, my largest loss. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, I use the full one to thirty. Okay, yeah, yeah. leverage. Okay, I remember you know clicking the button to add more into the position, and I, and, and I couldn't get into the trade with more leverage. Okay, with more with more size. These days, okay, a, a few years after, I hope I was using a one, maybe a one to ten leverage because mm -hmm. that 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 trade, that loss I took, would be a third in size mm -hmm. that the one I took, and if my leverage would have been one to fifty, one to one hundred, mm -hmm. I would keep adding that position into that, into that loss. Mm -hmm. And my, my, my largest loss would be at three times larger than it was actually. So mm -hmm. no, leverage, low leverage protects, protects you, protects you yeah. really protects you. Um, and it's, it's like the, yeah, it's like, you know, using your safety seat belt and driving according to the, to the speed limits and that, that's leverage. Nice, fantastic. Yeah. So. I That's think we it. can summarize. No, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we spoke about the we spoke of the advantages, disadvantages mm -hmm. of prop prop firm. I think today, I, I don't see any reason why not trading for a prop firm. Okay, yeah. you, you know, there, the, there there's there's the money, there's the resources, there's the technology behind. So I think prop firms are a, a great alternative for traders. Mm -hmm. They can still trade, you know, their own funds, whatever they want. But there's no reason why not trying out, you know, yep. trading for a for a prop firm. Um, um, disadvantages someone would consider maybe I don't know the maybe the, the risk parameters yeah. that are there but understand that for your for your benefit yeah. uh, advantages plenty okay we spoke about about the advantages for trading for someone else you don't you know you're not risking your own money of course you do have to um, to have the discipline to take it as your own money so you yeah. have the you know the, the discipline and the, the mentality to manage it for the for the long run 
Um, That's it. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, um, if you check out the, the industry on a whole, you've got so many options for prop firms. And if you are a trader and you guys have a strategy and you feel like you're ready to, to get funding, then go for it. You've got a lot to choose for and a lot of decisions to make. But at the end of the day, find the prop firm that is best for, for you guys and for everything that is your strategy and uh, good luck with it all but uh, yeah check out all of the other episodes as well thank you Sal thank you very much Thanks, for, Alex. for being here and, I enjoyed uh, it yeah go take care bye guys